It's time now for Empowered Family Talk with Francina Hallris. Do you want to empower families and young people in your community? Then take the time to make a tax-deductible contribution to the Coach Tate Fund. The Coach Tate Foundation is dedicated to helping young people and their families in learning and passing on the kinds of life skills that we all need to succeed. All too often, we hear about kids and their families having encountered life's difficulties that could have been easily avoided by knowing better decision-making skills. From anger management to money management to something as simple as learning to manage how we spend our time or how we use our job skills. Make a donation to the Coach Tate Fund. It'll help kids who need help and their families too. Make your contribution to the Coach Tate Fund. Get details at www.coachtatefoundation.com. And oh, by the way, thank you. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Good morning. It's family time. And welcome back, listeners. Our topic for today, listeners, is Lady Justice and both sides on our pathway forward. As we, the peoples, come together as a collective consciousness for a common cause, truth and justice, law and order within our individual and collective lives. Today, for our next generation. Amen. The Value of Knowing Both Sides by Dan Franklin. And it reads as such. In a formal debate, participants prepare themselves to be able to articulate and defend a certain side of an argument. But they often are not told until right before the debate, listeners, which side they will need to argue. For example, they may know that the debate is about the death penalty, but they may not know whether they will be arguing for or against it. Because of this, debaters are forced to learn both sides, listeners, of an issue. They are forced to know both sides so well that they would be able to effectively argue for positions with which they disagree. This skill, the skill of articulating both sides of an issue, listeners, is one that is in short supply in American culture. Most debates that we absorb and observe on television consist of two people trying to outshout and demonize the other. This is because it is much easier to dismiss opposing arguments than it is to understand them. Most of us opt for the easy way more than we realize, listeners. We do this by listening to podcasts, reading books, and watching shows that reinforce, rather than challenge, our beliefs. It is more important and more comfortable to think that the other side, 
politically, theologically, or in relationships is immoral or foolish than to think that they may have arguments that would challenge us. Proverbs 18, 17 says this, listeners, in a lawsuit, the first to speak seems right until someone comes forward and cross-examines. In this verse, listener Solomon says that wise people make sure that they know both sides of an issue before drawing a conclusion. Let me say that again. In this verse, listener, Solomon says that wise people make sure that they know both sides of an issue before drawing a conclusion. Because this practice, though, is in short supply in our culture, I want to offer four ways that we can follow Solomon's wise words and pursue understanding both sides. Assume there is more to the story. He writes, I have three sons. When one of them comes to me with a story about his brother attacked him, I find myself being skeptical. I am not skeptical that a conflict occurred, he writes. I am simply skeptical that the conflict arose because of one completely innocent victim and one unprovoked perpetrator. So I ask questions and I listen to both of them, give their explanations for what happened. This is a good practice, not only in parenting listeners, but in life as a whole. If you find yourself saying something like this, quote, why would anyone vote for Donald Trump, unquote, or something like, quote, why would any thinking person be an atheist, unquote? I suggest that you begin with the assumption that your perspective would change if you had more information. This would not necessarily mean that your opinion about politics or religion, but you would, would change, but you may end up having more empathy and respect for those who hold differing viewpoints. Now listen to the other side's best case. We can only find YouTube videos of our favorite debaters ripping their opponents to shreds. However, many of these videos listeners exist because the debate is a mixed match. My suggestion is not simply to listen to a liberal if you are a conservative or to a pro-life person if you are pro-choice. My suggestion is to listen to the most articulate liberal or the most intelligent pro-life person. Listen to the other side. Make their best case and see if your belief stands up to this. In saying this, listeners, I'm not suggesting that Christians should only read books about atheists. I think this would be a bad idea because we all need encouragement from other believers. I am simply suggesting that it is best not to draw a firm conclusion unless we have heard the other side give their best argument. Personally, read a lot of books by people with whom I agree, but I also read books by people who disagree with me on foundational issues, whether relating to God, to politics, to the Bible, or to just human nature. 
Listening to the other side gives me a great chance to one, be more secure in my position or two, change my mind when presented with a better option. Ask questions, listeners. Social media thrives on each person expressing strong opinions. While strong opinions may get clicks and likes, they are often uninformed opinions. If wisdom is found in knowing both sides, cultivate the skill of asking questions. If someone says something that you find outlandish, ask them about it instead of simply concluding that they are a fool. We would all do well if we had less name calling and more question asking. Offer conclusions humbly, listeners. This post is not meant to say that we shouldn't have strong beliefs and convictions. We absolutely should. G.K. Chesterton, one of my favorite authors, said this, quote, Merely having an open mind is nothing. The object of opening the mind as of opening the mouth is to shut it again on something solid, unquote. I personally have very strong beliefs about God as the one and the only creator about Jesus Christ as God's only son, about our need for salvation through Jesus Christ alone because of our sins, about the resurrection of Jesus and about a number of other issues. And when we come to strong conclusions, most of us want to share those conclusions with others. But we should do this with humility, listeners. After all, if you have arrived at the truth, the great thing you have to offer is not yourself, but the truth. Now, Mark and uh, Doug Van Metter writes from the book of Mark 12, 13 through 17. He writes this. Christians always live with the tension of perceived allegiance. While we know that we should respectfully obey governing authorities, it is difficult to do that when those governing authorities do not seem to be laboring as God's servants, listeners. When Jesus was faced with the question, rather than entirely delegitimizing human government, he answered that there were two sides to the coin. The scripture references here are Mark 12, 13 through 17. There are two sides of the coin of government. Caesar's and God's. In fact, they are two sides of the same coin, listeners. The coin of God's kingship. Conflict arises when human beings fail to realize this. When we fail to heed the simple and yet profound teaching of Jesus in the scene before us. May God equip us to wisely navigate the tensions that often arise as we live at the same time under Caesar and always under God. Jesus made clear, listeners, that there is another government to be respected, one that exists besides and in fact above Caesar's governance. That is, God's government is to be, quote, recompensed, unquote. We owe not only Caesar, we also owe, quote, to God the things that are God's, unquote. Let me say that again, listeners. We owe not only Caesar, 
But we owe also, quote, to God, the things that are God's, unquote, by distinguishing so sharply between Caesar and God, he tacitly protests against idolatrous claims advanced on the coins. Because men bear the image of God, listeners, they owe their total allegiance to him. Rather than being a council of submission to earthly rulers, the kingdom has come. How would they respond to one greater than Caesar? And listen, how would you respond to one greater than Caesar? His father kept his word and raised him from the dead. And because of this, Jesus has all authority, listeners, in heaven and on earth. He has authority on both sides of the coin. I'll say that again. Jesus has all authority in heaven and on earth, listeners. He has authority on both sides of the coin. He has authority over you and me. How will you respond, listeners? Amen. This broadcast is supported by donations as well as liking and supporting Empower Family. You can go to www.francina.com, which is P-H-R-A-N-T-C-E-E-N-A.com and press donate. Now, welcome back, listeners. And J.M. Farrow writes two sides to every story. There's two sides, listeners, he writes to every story. Scripture says, quote, any story sounds true until someone tells the other side. And sets the record straight, unquote. Proverbs 18, 17, the TLB. One of the reasons this proverb, listeners, is in the Bible is because the Lord knows that there will be times when we hear only one side of the story. And we will still be expected to respond somehow. Sometimes all that God will expect us to do is listen to the other person with a heart of compassion and to pray for them. But sooner or later, we will be faced with a situation in which the Lord expects us to respond to someone's story with very specific advice from him. Clearly, some risk is involved here. If we will immediately pray for the Lord's wisdom and if we will ask him to make us sensitive to his spirit's leading, we will position ourselves to be mightily used by God to touch and change the lives of others. Some people, quote, coast, unquote, through life trying to avoid confrontations and risk-taking. Christians can't afford to do that, listeners. Jesus was confrontational. And he, and if we are to imitate and follow him, there will be times when we must be confrontational too. Fortunately, we don't have to confront situations and people in our own strength. If we will turn to the Lord and depend on his strength, he will give us the courage and wisdom we need to obey him in this area. These are opportunities to prove to God and others that we are committed to being God-pleasers and not people-pleasers. The next time someone tells you their side of the story, listeners, before they even finish speaking about their story, pray silently before for God's wisdom 
Ask the Lord if it's his will for you to confront them by, quote, speaking the truth in love, unquote. Ephesians 4, 15. If so, listeners, trust him to give you the wisdom and strength you need to be an effective witness of his power and love. And know that your faithfulness will reap untold eternal rewards. Amen. The prayer for this message, Lord, whenever I'm faced with only one side of someone else's story, give me the discernment I need to respond in accordance with your will. When it's your desire for me to confront someone, give me your words of wisdom, Lord, and your heart of compassion, Lord. Give me the boldness I need to overcome my fear of man. And help me to want to please you at all costs, as it says in Proverbs 29, 25. Thank you, Lord, for rewarding my faithfulness with greater ways to serve you and others. Amen. This broadcast is brought to you in partnership with the Coach Tape Foundation. You can support the broadcast so we can bring you God's word with any type of donation. You can go to www.coachtapefoundation.com, which is www.coachtatefoundation.com. Now, welcome back, listeners. And we want to notate again, every story has two sides. Quite often, we are led to believe that our good instincts are the right ones, whether they are something from God, God-given, or just our own feelings of a situation based upon what we can see. Whilst these gut instincts may serve us well at times, listen, they can also lead us to very foolish conclusions. We must be aware of this and use caution when faced with a situation. Just as we should test things against the word of God, so too should we test things in everyday life before we commit to a decision. Listeners, do not make decisions based solely on what one person has seen. 1 Thessalonians 5.21 Test all things and hold fast to what is good. Unquote. A verse to remember, listeners, Proverbs 18.17 Quote, the first one to plead his cause seems right until his neighbor comes and examines him. Unquote. In other words, listeners, every story seems right until you hear the other side. There may be times when listening to the story of a person, you become enraged at the injustice of the situation and the wrongs committed against the person telling the story. You will find yourself developing hostility and anger towards the apparent wrongdoers described in the story and sympathy towards the storyteller. You might even act upon what you've heard. How foolish you feel when you discover the true facts of the case. How hot-headed you realize you have been when you hear the other side of the story. Every story, listeners, has two sides. I'll say that again. Every story has two sides. Do not act upon just one side. In a world where people love to talk about other people, we should be careful not to form conclusions based on these words and treat everybody with the love of Christ without partiality or judgment. 
You must decide upon a matter or draw conclusions on a matter. Make sure every fact is known, if possible, and then pray for wisdom, listeners, in what actions you are about to take. When one man's sin is found out, do not judge him, regardless of who he is, whether he is your neighbor, your enemy, or your church pastor. Remember that they too are human and they, you too, have done just as much wrong as they have. Psalm 130 verse 3, quote, if you, Lord, kept a record of sins, Lord, who could stand? Unquote, the NIV version. Listeners, it is sad to see just how unforgiving people can be of others. One man may be able to forgive himself for the mistake he commits, yet continues to hold the mistakes of others against them. Matthew 7, 1 reads, Judge not that you be not judged. This is not to say that we should not correct others, listeners. When we see somebody doing wrong, we should not stand by and allow it. To not say anything is sin in itself. James 4, 17 reads, Therefore, to him who knows to do good and does not do it, to him it is sin, unquote. Now, listeners, let's consider the story of Joseph sold into slavery by his own brothers. Reuben knew what was happening was wrong and therefore refused to take part. However, by standing by and doing nothing, he allowed the wrong to happen and consequently was plagued with guilt for the rest of his life. Correction indeed is biblical, listeners, yet it is in no way judgment. We should correct others in love without bias and showing no partiality, not getting involved with the storytellers and gossipers, yet at the same time remaining reverent and wise. However, whilst we should take what we hear with a pinch of salt and test it against the word of God, not letting it affect the way we treat others, take it. We should do so that we may be cautious and reverent, allowing us to make the right decision, listeners, rather than one based on human emotion. Take on board these words, listeners, in 1 Thessalonians 5, 15 through 22. See that no one renders evil for evil to anyone, but always pursue what is good, both for yourselves and for all. Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, everything give thanks. For this, listeners, is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you and me. Do not quench the spirit. Do not despise prophecies. Test, test all things, listeners, test it. Hold fast to what is good and abstain from every form of evil. Amen. This broadcast is supported by donations as well as liking and supporting Empower Family. You can go to www.francina.com, which is P-H-R-A-N-T-C-E-E-N-A.com and press donate. Now, listeners, let's also take a note take on Bible proof writing, colleagues. Pick inside. How do you pick the side? 
I know many of you remember coming up as a child and playing sports like I did with the neighborhood children. Often you would pick sides and compete against one another. The two most athletic children would square off on opposite sides and pick from the rest to make up what they would become as the best team. As you know, listeners, way too often someone was underestimated and came back to cost them the game. Why? Because they failed to choose him or her on their team. If you can understand picking sides as a child, then you can understand picking sides in this world. Notice the things we pick in this life, listeners. We pick our spouse for better or for worse. We pick our friends. We pick what occupation we want out of life. Most of us, most of all, we pick whose side we are on. We are either on God's side or the world's side, listeners. We're either on God's side or the world's side. Those who can't make up their mind which side they are on are on the world's side. It was Moses who asked, quote, then Moses stood in the gate of the camp and said, who is on the Lord's side? Let him come unto me. Exodus 32, 26. And it was Joshua who boldly acclaimed, quote, but as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord, unquote, Joshua 24, 15. While battling Jericho, Joshua came upon a man with a sword and asked, quote, are you for us or for our adversaries, unquote, Joshua 5, 13. It was Jehu in pursuit of Jezebel who said, quote, who is on my side? Who? Unquote. Second Kings 9, 32. Jesus said to the Pharisees, quote, he who is not with me is against me. And he who does not gather with me scatters abroad. Matthew 12, 30. Now, listeners, life is all about choosing sides. Today is that time to choose. Don't try and wait to judgment to choose because it will be too late. It is better to be for the world altogether than to be half-hearted for God. John wrote this, quote, I know your works, that you are neither cold nor hot. I could wish you were cold or hot. So then, because you are lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will vomit you out of my mouth, unquote, Revelations 3, 15 through 17. It is better, listeners, to suffer persecution in this world for righteousness' sake and die young than to live a long life for the devil and be blessed in every possible way. Why? Because this life is only for a very short time. Once it is over, it's over. Hebrews 9, 27. Listeners, if we live wickedly, then hell and damnation awaits us forever and ever. No one ever wants to suffer and no one wants to die young. But even if we die like Lazarus or Stephen, our heavenly reward will wipe all memory of such things away. No more pain, no more sorrow, no more tears. Revelations 21, 4, quote, none of us lives to himself and no one dies to himself. For if we live, we live to the Lord. And if we die, we die to the Lord. 
Therefore, whether we live or die, we are the Lord's listeners. For to this end, Christ died and rose and lived again, that he might be Lord of both the dead and the living. Romans 14, 7 through 9. Listeners, it's time to get off the fence and choose sides. I'll say that again. It's time to get off the fence and choose sides. Those who are on the Lord's side have obeyed the gospel, worship in spirit and in truth, and continue in the doctrine of Jesus Christ and his apostles. All who do this suffer for the cause of Christ. 2 Timothy 3.12 If you are not on the Lord's side, listeners, then you are receiving your compensation in this world. No one can serve both God and money. Matthew 16, 24 through 26 is either take up your cross, listeners, and follow Jesus Christ, or take up your life and follow the word. What will you give in exchange for your souls, listeners? I'll say that again. It's either take up your cross, listeners, and follow Jesus Christ, or take up your life and follow this word. What will you give today in exchange for your soul? You pick. Amen. This broadcast is brought to you in partnership with the Coach Tape Foundation. You can support the broadcast so we can bring you God's word with any type of donation. You can go to www.coachtapefoundation.com, which is www.coachtatefoundation.com. And listeners, in our close today, we must always remember this. There are two sides to every story. There's always two sides to every story. And then comes God's truth about it. Which side does your life story reflect, listeners? Does your life story reflect God's side or the world's side? And the good news is God gave us free will to choose. Amen. Listeners, as we reflect on our own lives today of truth and justice, life and liberty, God's divinely ordered balanced life, we must ask ourselves these questions daily. Are we prepared and ready to lead by example today for our next generation? Are we prepared to choose God's side and live under God's divine order and balance for all peoples? How can you lead others, listeners, if you can't lead yourself? Have you seen Lady Justice lately, listeners? Representing God's side in an unjust society? Manifesting in yourself first and another external person place a thing? Have you seen her lately? Listeners, what does your own Lady Justice in both sides look like? What does it sound like, smell like, and taste like, and feel like? And what does your own Lady Justice and both sides sense like? Are you paying attention? Amen. This broadcast is supported by donations as well as liking and supporting Empower Family. You can go to www.francina.com, which is P-H-R-A-N-T-C-E-E-N-A.com and press donate. And welcome back, listeners, and our closing point for today. If God had not been on our side, by Martin Luther. If God had not been on our side and had not come to aid us, 
the foes with all their power and pride would surely have dismayed us. For we, his flock, would have to fear the threat of men both far and near, who rise in might against us. Their furious wrath, did God permit, would surely have consumed us. And as a deep and yawning pit, with life and limb entombed us, like men o'er whom dark waters roll, their wrath would have engulfed our soul and like a flood overwhelmed us. Blessed be the Lord who folded their threat that they could not devour us. Our souls like birds escaped. The snare is broken. We are free. Our help is ever Lord in thee who made heaven and earth. Amen, Martin Luther. family with the dynamic new book by Francina Holrus, Our Sixth Sense and Purpose, The Power in Knowing Who You Are. It's the book that gives you insights into life's problems. Francina Holrus is an author, motivational speaker, and national broadcaster who believes the answers to your problems lies within the knowledge that was once traditionally passed down by families. But that knowledge has been short-circuited by today's faster pace. The book, Our Sixth Sense and Purpose, The Power in Knowing Who You Are, brings that accumulated wisdom to the problems that all families face. You'll find your copy of Our Sixth Sense and Purpose, The Power in Knowing Who You Are at Amazon and at Better Bookstores. Empower your life with the dynamic new book, Our Sixth Sense and Purpose, The Power in Knowing Who You Are by Francina Hulrus. Thank you for joining Francina Hallress on Empowered Family Talk. Tune in next week 